Why do you guys want to do, do this show? I just want money and power. Because you asked me. Because politicians can be... What's the P word I'm looking for? You like pettiness, right? Yes, There's a lot of petty kind of shade. I was thinking something else, but okay, let's roll with it. <laughs> a podcast that talks about politics in a different way. You want to talk about politics in a way that is that is real. Politics is funny. It's petty. That's the kind of politics stuff I like to talk about. Politics with Keisha. Hold on, sh- Now I got to f- try to sound smart. Sean Skipworth. Campaign finance stuff, it's getting out of control. Learn that you're giving vast sums of money. Because, you know, it's a lot like town gossip. Laugh. <laughs> Here we go. How's this going to go? Oh, and subscribe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petty Politics. We are finally back with episode two. Uh, I'm Keisha. I'm also the host of the Libra Lounge with Keisha. And we also have my... Are you my co-host, or am I your co-host, or are we are we co-hosts? Well, today you tried to make me the host and you the co-host, but I, I shut that down. So no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we've got. Let me see. I'm guest ho- guest co-host. I guess. It it's our show. Oh, well, that's we right. This is your we, show. We, we it's our show, but we still got some little things to kind of figure out, like you know. I'm like I'm not Barbara Walters. You're Barbara. I, this is like the Saturday edition of 2020. And I'm that weird anchor that comes on. on yeah, the yeah, yeah. You do. Oh, but he's gotcha. only on on Saturdays. Gotcha, you know? gotcha, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So I was nice enough to let um, this guy over here. Prof- okay, what title? Professor, councilman, wizard. It, what what other titles? Wizard's good. Ninja. Really? Ninja. Ninja. Sure, why not? Sean Skipworth here. <clears throat> and um, before we get started. Uh, I know a lot of podcasts are still continuing the uh, podcast blackout, so we hope that you um, will take our show as a little bit of a, a, a break from the protest, just a time to learn, be educated, and get some different perspectives about the things that are going on in the world right now. Um, then it kind of is cool that you've got a black person and a white person talking about it. That way you get... Uh, some, well, we got two white people because, you know, producer James will surely say something. Um, you'll have some different perspectives. You know, Sean is a politician, so Man. it's really thought, good. Let's keep this friendly, you know. I, don't, I know. Don't, don't boo him don't, at, don't, don't boo don't. him till after the show is done. Um, so to hear where he's coming from, and then you have me who, you know, um, sometimes I'm like a modern-day Sojourner Truth. <laughs> Emphasis on the truth, right? Right. Tell you the truth. <laughs> yes. Uh, loudly, uh, in front of people, behind your back, I will tell the truth. So, um, Sean has actually picked out a pretty good topic for us to um, Not that it was that cover. difficult. Uh, Not right <laughs> now, because uh, yeah. all you have to do right now on a Google search is uh, type B, and it's like black lives this, black lives <laughs> yeah. that, black people, light-skinned black people. It's just it's, everything is... We're all caught yep. up, as we should be, in the Black Lives Matter movement. So, what what you got? Well, so obviously the the George Floyd, uh, you know, the the death of George Floyd, the subsequent protests, like you said. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I had thought we'd maybe talk about the that specific, you know, incident that led to his his death, the arrest of him, and mm-hmm. you know, the the kneeling and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because these things happen, you know, so Black Lives Matter uh, came about, I can't remember how many years ago, but, you know, well, you know, within the last, you know, five years or right. so. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of in response to things like, you know, Trayvon Martin, mm -hmm. and then you know, he had all the other problems in Ferguson with the police department mm -hmm. and stuff out there. And so, you know, occasionally we'll get these incidents, these publicized incidents mm -hmm. about use of force, right, right. police use of force. Um, and so it's one thing to do is to kind of unpack the incident, right? Mm -hmm. Now, now I, this incident, I think, is a good example. Uh, it's just murder. Right. To me, it, it's straightforward. Um, and other than, like, the police union in Minnesota and Minneapolis, mm -hmm. you're not really seeing, even among law enforcement, people that are saying that, oh, you know, it was questionable or right. something. Mm -hmm. That, I mean, he, it was, it was murder, right. period. Um, so, and, and I think that's good only in the sense that we're not having that part of the conversation this time, right, yeah. that we're kind of squarely focusing on it. But you have other incidents where it is a little more questionable mm -hmm. sometimes, uh, that it can look bad, but when you really unpack it and slow it down, it's it's more on the margin if force was justified or not. Right. Um, but I mean, what was your reaction when you first saw this? I'll be honest with you. And how did you first see it? I'm, it's, it's kind of one of these, where were you when Kennedy died or something? Where, where did you first see this? I didn't want to watch it. I'm like, I'm not watching it because we were yeah. just on the tail end of um, the jogger's death. Yes, a it lot of Arbor. Like, yeah. And that's contributed to this too because I think yeah. this, this added to it as well. Right. Um, I didn't watch the video for like two weeks until um, I was on the phone with my best friend and another friend and we were talking about some things and then we start talking about that, which I'd been keeping up with the story, but I'm like, I don't want to watch this video. Yeah. She's like, you have to watch it. I'm like, no, 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 I don't. Uh, and she's like, I'm sending it to you right now. You need to watch it. And to watch it in itself is horrible but then to listen to the people the bystanders who were trying to yeah. help makes it so much worse and you can imagine you're this you're you know you're him and then this is happening to you and right. you know that you're you're literally dying and there's yeah. even people that are Witnessing yelling like it. stop yeah, doing stop. this and this person and it's like you're on another you're like on another planet i mean yeah. it's like it doesn't even matter i, I can't even i don't you know. you know james had asked me um let me just say, you guys, if you don't know, uh, you know, and today you guys can't see us, I'm clearly black, and producer James, my <laughs> uh, husband. Really? Are you yeah, clearly black? And okay. producer James, my husband, is skim milk white. Um, so there's been some, there's been, I, I'm not sure what the correct word would be, how our, uh, our household has been lately. Probably something like uh, white don't matter. Yeah, pretty much. So he did ask me. He was like, so please don't get offended. And this is how he started off. Uh, those are always bad. That, you yeah, know? It's all, I'm like, because I've already got my defenses don't up. Don't take offense. <laughs> yeah. Better to sneak attack. Just go in blazing. I think I had chewed his ass out so bad like two days before. I, I understood where the fear was coming from. So I was like, go ahead, James. Um, he's like, so is this, is the George Floyd case not, is it worse than... Um, I can never remember Ahmad's last Ahmaud name. Ahmad Arbery. Thank you. Was it worse than his case? And I said, no. I said, they were both tragic, very, very wrong. I said, but here's the difference. I said, with Ahmad, most people don't know what it feels like to get shot, okay? But everyone has had a stuffy nose. They've had to hold yeah. their breath. Everyone knows what it feels like to not be able to breathe. 
I said, so people were able to relate to it. I said, and then there was the video. You, you see what's being wrong and you hear this man calling out for a grown man calling out for his mom. You know, and then you yep. hear these people, that one guy, he never gave up. He kept saying, you know, dude, you know, you're a bitch. Why are you, why yeah. are you still doing this? And I said, and we all watched a man die. Yep. You know, I said, it, 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 it was the tip of the iceberg. I and, was, you know. Yeah, I think there was two, there was two main points that was really set it apart for me from the jogger to mm -hmm. uh, Floyd. The jogger was two private citizens right. who exactly. murdered him. This was police. Mm -hmm. This was the state. Mm -hmm. This was people yeah. who actually's job and serve. is to protect and serve. Yeah. And, you know, we've all watched cops or we've all watched live PD. We, we've seen people get arrested. People get. And we've laughed. It's been a source yeah. of entertainment. We've laughed at people who've said, ow, 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 you're right. hurting me, hurting me. Yes. And then you just saw them run, you know, right. 100 yards and jump right. the fence. But. There was something about this that it was immediately, mm -hmm. e even after watching all those kind of videos, this was different the moment that you mm -hmm. yeah. heard him asking for help. We well, had like, four guys different. sitting on him. I mean, yeah, it was is, different. I can't even imagine how it would feel for someone, a grown man's knee and all of his weight to be on my neck. Just, I can't even imagine the fear of it. I'm like, that is just like... I, I don't know, and I know a lot of people right now are saying that, you know, when people put black lives matter, that we're saying that police lives don't matter, and that's not the truth, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this, for me, you know, there was four officers who were arrested, but there was two of them that were very new to the force, and mm -hmm. they, one guy, I think it was his fourth day, yeah. and he was being trained, and if you... Listen this to isn't the training day, right? Exactly. So <laughs> I'm know. sure he's like, what the fuck? Like, how can I get out of this situation? But you can also hear him saying, I think you guys need to roll him over. You know, and I can't even imagine the pressure that was on him. Like, what do I do? Because, you know, the police is known for it to yeah. be like the band of brothers. We don't go against one, each other. So I don't feel like charges should be pressed against him. He, I, you know, that that saying that may get him a lighter sentence or something. Mm -hmm. who, who knows? I can see that I would playing hope out that so. way. But yeah, um, I, you know, echo James said too. Yeah, I think uh, when you see that it's the police. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're trained in what to do and what to not do, and yeah. that you know, you, you have some some morons running around policing. Mm -hmm. You know, I air quotes yeah. right, policing their neighborhood. Uh, that's that's bad, but right. yeah, it does seem like the police. You don't want to be seeing that happen. Uh, no, so. it, it's it's a fearful thing because you are dealing with someone who is supposed to make things right. They're yeah. supposed to protect, but you're being attacked by them, and so you've got these bystanders that are like, "What what do you do? Do we do we go and?" push the cop off, because then, you well, know, my life is going to well, be in danger. And, and I can imagine you're a bystander here watching this, and you might, that may have crossed your mind. But yeah. then again, these guys, if these guys are being so heavy-handed and mm -hmm. doing this, you're, my thinking is, oh, they're going to shoot me or something if exactly. I do that. So, yeah. uh, I mean. It's, 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 it's. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I would do if I were there. Oh, God. Oh, can you imagine me being right there witnessing it? It is just one. I mean, even there was the EMT who was like, I'm telling you, there's blood coming out of his nose. Um, 
Yeah, it's I watched just, a, uh, a there's a, a Legal Eagle channel that I watch a lot on YouTube. It's a great channel, and he broke down some of the things that can happen if people do step in. And the problem is, you you can't be a good Samaritan against the police, the, right? Because mm-hmm. they're yeah. they are the good Samaritan by law, right. unfortunately. So yeah, you can't knock a cop off. Then you're attacking yeah. a cop. Then exactly. you're it's just. There's no it's good a, way what to do you yeah. do? It's yeah. kind of like you're fucked either way. Yeah. You're fucked either I'm going to witness this person and I'm sure at some point they were the bystanders didn't think that it was going to end with him dying. They I, I, think I, they were going to You're let probably her, right. Yeah. I suspect you're right about that. And then you're like do I go in and help and then you're like then I'm not going to go home tonight. So it's the bravest thing to do was to stand there and talk. You know, and the key difference with this one uh, is compared to some other incidents where there's been a lot of outcry about um, sort of racial disparity or mm-hmm. use of force is that this situation was moving very slowly. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but there was a case uh, a couple years ago where um, uh, a man, a black man, he was shot, I think, nine times by the police and he reached because he reached into his shirt or coat or something mm-hmm. to reach for a cell phone or something and they mm-hmm. killed him. Okay. And so a lot was made about the, the number of times they shot him. Mm-hmm. Um, so at, over at the college, we have like a they have like a training simulator for uh, like the police classes right. that they do. And so it's like a you, it's like a screen, and you're there with like a special kind of gun, and you mm-hmm. shoot at it, and it you can sort of interact with it a little mm-hmm. bit. And so if you there's some cases where you may have to shoot or whatever. So if you're watching this thing, there was a case where a guy you know the police gives him instructions, and he doesn't follow him, and he runs away, he chases him. Guy goes around a corner, the guy turns, reaches into his jacket, mm-hmm. and pulls out a gun, and of course the, I don't know, the cadet you know, shoots him, right? Mm-hmm. So they can go back and they show when you shot. Now interestingly, when the shot went out, the hand was still in his jacket. He hadn't actually pulled it out yet. Mm-hmm. Now you look at that, did he make the right decision to shoot? The answer is yes, mm-hmm. I think, but not for the reasons that it might appear. It, the answer isn't yes because he did actually have a gun. Mm-hmm. That, uh, he he had no way to know that, though. but if you're if you're doing this mm-hmm. and you're giving instructions not to do that, it doesn't matter what you're reaching for a handkerchief or something. Right. That's the universal symbol for yeah. I'm whipping out a gun, so yeah. you're going to get shot. Yeah. And you watch something like that, and that happens very quickly. And even if the guy had pulled out a cell phone, you maybe say, "Well, what did I it told appear you to, to freeze. be?" I told you to it, stop. And so then a lot you was know? made that these two officers shot this guy nine times in three seconds. You can shoot a gun. Two people? Oh, yeah. yeah. You that's can unload in, nine rounds. That's incredibly easy. That's nothing. That's, that's almost reflex if you've trained any with firearms. That's and, just automatic. And I'm, and I'm not totally familiar with the incidents from the, all of that case. I don't know if there was more going on. But, I mean, you, you could take a situation like that. That's at least questionable. Mm-hmm. right? There's something to look at. It's maybe justified, maybe not. Right. But in this case, it doesn't have that. It was moving very slowly. There was no threat to those officers at all. Yeah. The guy was subdued. I mean, it, it it had none of the check marks that you would have to say, maybe we should take a closer look at this. Mm-hmm. And usually whenever I, I read about or see about one of these incidents, I usually am always like, okay, let me, I really want to look into this more closely mm-hmm. and ask some people. This one, it, it was, it was pretty scary. obvious mm-hmm. what's going on. But I think you take something like this on top of other incidents that are more questionable, and then you've got, you know, Ar- Aubrey, the Aubrey case recently and all of that, and right. everybody's out of work. Yeah, Unemployment's very has, high. We still have and, a pandemic going around. Um, and, and, yeah, you put all that together, and it's here you go. It's a recipe for disaster. And you know? so I think a lot, we kind of arrive where, where we are, so. Right. Um, 
It's been, uh, before the show, we were kind of talking about social media and it has been a platform for ignorance, even more so than usual. And um, I, I yesterday had to tell someone, for the love of God, stop with all of your posts that start off with, well, I asked my one or two black friends. That, okay, you know what? Don't. You're not helping yourself at all. And I don't like, well, I'm not racist. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're all assuming that you're not. But since you brought it up, now I'm going to have to question it a little bit. Especially when, after you say that, you say the most racist thing, you know. And it's, but, and then you, you say it again. But I'm not racist. It's like, well, your words sure were, you know. Um, it's been a lot of... It's like saying, I'm not fat, but give me that cake. Right. It's, <laughs> it's like saying, I'm not fat, but I can't fit those pants over yeah. there. Um, it's been, I will say for me, it the last two weeks have been pretty bad. Um, it's been, it's been a time of fear because, you know, people look at me and they see that I'm married to someone white and they assume certain things. But I'm like, but I'm black, and my dad is black, my brothers are black, my cousins are black, and they're all men. Mm -hmm. So it hits home for me because the fear that people have with black men and the police, it didn't just start. It is a norm, a norm for people like my mom. She worries all the time, you know, that the boys have been mm -hmm. educated on things to do, to not do, but it is still that fear that they will run into that one cop. You know, um, so this isn't anything new. It's just now the rest of the world is being, it's being displayed everywhere. And a lot of people are upset about the whole Black Lives Movement. I, but here's the thing to think about is that people all over the world have united for this cause. And in order for things to get better, it's going to take, it can't just be black people out there protesting. It's got to be black people, white people, trans people, yeah. uh, Asian people. And that is what has happened. Um, and I think that that is the acknowledgement by certain groups that something is wrong. I think yeah. that will be the change. Um, yeah. And maybe we should have listened more to Colin Kaepernick a few, <laughs> a few years ago. Well, yeah, the NFL came out and said that they were wrong about that. Did you see that? No. Yeah, so the NFL said that... Um, they kind of they backtracked on what they'd said several years ago and that you know they didn't have an issue with mm -hmm. the kneeling and they understood why he did that and mm -hmm. so they kind of had their mea culpa moment on that um, yeah. so Good. yeah they they did they went back you know you mentioned black lives matter i um in the reaction that people have to it sometimes um I've, sometimes i've wondered if this is an issue of branding right and there's another example to bring up so you have black lives matter and then recently you had this call that they say you know defund the police right okay right. So the, I've often wondered, you tell me what you think here, or if this would kind of, well, you just tell me what you think. Um, tell, can you tell our audience what that means? Because I really want to defund the police. I, I, d stick with me. Okay. We're going to get to that, I think. So the Black Lives Matter, okay. I've often thought if when the movement came out, if, if it would have made a difference, if they called it Black Lives Matter 2. Mm -hmm. mm. what, what, what do you, because I think the response you get is they'll say, well, all lives matter. Okay, yes, yes, yes. But. The Black Lives Matter, I don't think they're saying, that's not the intent of it, is to say only Black Lives Matter. No, that's not the intent It doesn't at all. say that either. Mm -mm. But then it doesn't say Black Lives Matter too. But part of me wonders if 
from a you know marketing standpoint, right? Which is, let's be honest, when you have a slogan, a movement is marketing. I mean, that's yeah, what most it is. De- y- okay. Yes, most definitely. So these things matter, right? So I, I wonder, or do you think that would make it, I don't know, kind of, I can't think of the word, uh, if it would make it like dismissive softer. or soft, yeah, something like that. Um, I agree. It does make it softer, and I don't think it needs to be softer. Um, I don't think it needs to be softer when we have all witnessed what the problem is, and it hasn't changed. Um, but do you think it cuts through some of this this noise about the, well, all lives matter? Because you say black lives matter, too. I don't think you can really have that discussion where you say the response of all lives matter would seem, would seem it, kind it, of ridiculous. Here's the thing is that... Yes, all lives do matter. That should be a given every damn day of the week. You know what I mean? Like, all lives do matter. But we're not having a problem with all lives. We're having a problem with black men being unjustly Mm -hmm. targeted by the police. That Mm -hmm. is the problem. Um, And I think people, people, I mean, I've been pissed off a lot this week, okay? Because people... (laughs) have said some really just stupid things, and it's like a lot of people have focused so much on the rioting and the looting yeah. and all of this. And, yeah, I don't, I don't condone that for not one minute at all. But, you know, and someone goes, well, what if your building, your business gets torn up? Well, that would be bad. I would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I would be fucking pissed off. But I would be very upset. I would be sad. Yeah. It's my baby. It's our money. But at the same time, we can rebuild. Just like if a hurricane came through here and the building was destroyed, everything was wiped away. We can rebuild, but you cannot replace a life. And that's a, a building should not be more important than a person's life. And people have truly shown their true they have shown their true colors that they they are more focused on a building, material things, and that's sad. Well, if you truly or if writing is truly something that you feel super strongly about, then I, I wouldn't pay it that much attention because mm-hmm. the, then what's happening is you're, you're letting the rioters win, right? The, mm-hmm. As opposed to the protesters, right? Thank you're, you. If yeah. we want to make a differentiation, you know, um, so don't, don't do that. It's mm-hmm. not, so I've heard it say, well, they ruined their opportunity. Well, who's, who's they? they it, it's, isn't that mm-hmm. this nice crowd of people had a peaceful protest and then after dark, they're like, all right. And they put their ski mask down. They're yeah. like, time to go mm-hmm. looting. You know, I, I would imagine in most cases, this is two desperate, disparate two groups of people. Two different groups of people. Um, you're not talking, you know, there might be some that are the same. But I think yeah. generally it's not, you know. No. It was like in the Civil Rights Movement after dark, Martin Luther King wasn't like, all right, y'all, get your ski masks on. Let's go burn down some crap. Well, <laughs> so, this so, was so not... one thing, you're tired from being protesting <laughs> yeah. all day. Like, you it, don't have, like, nah, I'm done. Could, I'm like, could we're we about had... to go home, eat, take a bath, and watch yeah. TV. Y'all need to do this in November. It's, we need, it's exactly <laughs> we need, we need cooler like, weather. It's too damn yeah. hot. Uh, these are two different groups of people. Trust yeah. and believe me. I am 100% for the people that are protesting. However... I understand the frustration of the rioters. The looters. <laughs> I sort of even consider those almost the same. You know, if you're rioting and you're looting, that. Well, you, you know, know I, I thought they were the same until a few days ago. They're like, oh, no. So you say we should have protesters, down. rioters, rioters and, and looters. looters. So there's three categories. It's like, oh, really? I'm just like, oh, come So one on. of the things I saw that kind of helped cleared up a little bit was just the fact that um, there's been uh, black folks that are in the community that call out the 
rioters and looters who are destroying resources that are in yeah. the exact community yeah. that yeah, that's they're just, trying to stand up yeah. for. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, I think the tribal nature of humans is still really strong. So to your question about the branding, mm-hmm. I think as soon as you identify anything based on immutable characteristics no one has any control over, mm-hmm. the tribal nature of humans takes over sure. immediately. Mm-hmm. If you say black, fat, short, thin, you know, it, anything that you're born mm-hmm. with, immediately creates a tribe, yeah. period. And that's just yeah. our nature. And I, and I guess that's sort of what I'm getting at is that if you add that word, if you say two, if you're in some way trying to address that because you're saying, hey, we acknowledge everybody's lives are important. I think right now may not be the time it to may. add that to. Um, no, I, th- it's too late anyway. I beca- they, that's something that would have to happen originally. Right. Um, but it's interesting to me that for some people, when they say Black Lives Matter, they hear only Black Lives Matter, I think. Exactly. And the, but that... They're also not saying that either. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so a branding issue there, right? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it is how it has to be. But then it, it makes me think of this defund the police thing. So you were asking, what does that mean, right? So mm-hmm. it's another case where I think the branding is terrible, right? Because it it isn't an untrue statement. That is what they're saying. But what's the first thing you think when you hear that? Take away the money from police. Well, uh, that, I even, um, I thought that it would, like, abolish it. Even though that's not what they're saying. That many people have taken that to mean knee-jerk, like, oh, well, what are we going to do without police? Right. Well, and the problem is is that there are some, even congresspeople, who are Uh are standing it kind of in the way that says defund, and also it must be completely redone. It's trash. So Mm -hmm. they're having a hard time making it, it, like, I wouldn't choose that slogan, and I don't. Well, let me explain what it is, and then maybe I'll get what I think about it anyway, and then what everybody thinks. But um, So what they're saying basically is to take money from the police, not all of the money, not abolish it, but get, take money, money from the police and use it to fund um, like other programs that have been shown to have an impact on like crime or things like community uh, programs, things like that. No. Um, <laughs> to, so it wouldn't be getting rid of all of it, but some of it. And then some go further, and, and there's some there is a little truth to this. They talk about the militarization of the police force. Um, and this is one you get into, you get some conservatives and liberals agree on this sometimes, uh, like especially the libertarians, mm-hmm. that, you know, there's a history of, like, the military selling surplus equipment to police forces and mm-hmm. things like that. So the police have, like, like war equipment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when their job, you know, they're not in downtown, you know, you know Kabul, Afghanistan, or Baghdad or something, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they have this kind of equipment, and they roll mm-hmm. this out. You know, you're like, well, you don't, you don't give a kid a toy without batteries, do you? I right. mean, you don't buy this thing never to use it. That's right. the fear, right? Right. Um, and so some have said, kind of, I think, said that the two are the same, and that, hey, you know, we need to maybe spend less money on that and others on community programs. Right. Take Minneapolis. So that's been a big call. You had a bunch of city councilmen there said, I want to, you know, disband our police force. Mm-hmm. That is what they're voting to do, but that isn't what it means. I, what I re- had read is it meant that, like, the county would, you know, basically the county would have jurisdiction over it. And there are some towns that do that, usually if you're very small. Right. So if you're a really small town, you don't need a police force, so the county, the sheriffs will do it. Mm-hmm. And my understanding was they were advocating for something on those lines to basically abolish the department, saying that it's, they feel that the culture or whatever in it is broken. Um, if that's the case, I, I, I don't think the specifics of that are so important whether you should do that or not, but mm-hmm. at this point, but I think that's what they're advocating for. Mm-hmm. You go back to like the label, right? That's, I, I think that, I think saying defund the police is problematic because it's easily going to get, 
conflated with getting rid of the police, mm -hmm. which isn't what you're advocating. Right. It also, and this is, I am going to criticize that position, I guess. Um, we actually got an email. I'm on city council. Uh, a, you uh, are? Yes, you didn't we know. We didn't know that? No. Um, people don't <laughs> listen. That's what I've learned. So it's good to repeat things a lot. Yeah, you do. Um, so um, uh, he's a college student out of state, but he lives in Dickinson, and he sent an email to all of us on city council to um, some people in, you know, like the Houston mayor, the city mayor. Mm-hmm saying that, you know, to cut money to the police department mm -hmm. um, and then use the money to fund other things. I think that can, that can present like a false choice, right? Mm -hmm. And also simplistic. You, you can not reduce funding to the police department right. and give money to those programs from other sources. Right. You, uh, you could even increase money to the police department. Right. It also depends what is your police department's budget, what's it spent on. Right. Like here in town, the police specifically, but no employees. I mean, they're, if they get dependent health insurance, mm -hmm. it's like $2,000 a month out of pocket. Oh, God. Okay, that. So in our case, I'm more thinking like, how do we increase the right. budget yeah. to deal with that? Right. It's not how do we increase the budget to buy a tank for the, <laughs> the police or something. <laughs> we need but, a tank here in Dickinson, but, but also, but I know we, I know we, it made me feel. <laughs> it's, just, what the, it's what the town is We'll missing. put a big gator on it. We'll have right? it for football games to intimidate the other team. <laughs> yeah. We have a tank, you know. Use it as a but, photo walk as well. Yeah, but I mean, so, but even when you talk, say that. You ever heard like you get what you pay for, right? Sometimes. Yeah. And mm -hmm. being a police officer, man, that is a hard job. It is. You got, you know, yeah, okay, we focus on these dirty cops or whatever these people. But yeah. there's plenty of police. Many of us have had good interactions with the police. The majority or, of the time it or, is or a neutral. better. It, look, it, you got a ticket or a warning. Yes, of course you don't way. like. You're never going to be happy with the people that are making you pay money or take you to jail or something. Well, yeah. Nobody that gets convicted says, well, I like prosecutors. They're really right. great people. Mm -hmm. I mean, they so we we tend to you know we let's not be simplistic about it, but we don't pay them particularly well given the the, the danger job of their that they job. Have, right? And isn't there actually a school of thought that said if you want to weed people like this out and have it be more selective, mm -hmm. then if you paid more, mm -hmm. would this not maybe become a more competitive job that we right. get higher quality people? Yeah, that's you, a good point. You can have some, lots of departments have shortages, right? Mm -hmm. And if you, if you, no matter what kind of job you're doing, if it's police or running a restaurant, you know, fast food place, right. you have some morons that are going to work for you sometimes. Yeah. But one of the reasons, if you're a manager, you don't fire some of those people is you go, but they're the best I got, and I can't right. get anybody else. And when the pool is really low, you're not you're making it more difficult for them to make that decision. But right. same thing with education too. We talk it, about that that yeah. we under teachers aren't well paid. Can you know, uh, considering the level of education and and what they have to deal with on a daily basis. And, and so I don't know. In some ways, I think it depends how the money is spent. Uh, but right. I don't just to say oh we should defund the police. I the other parts I'm with you. You know yeah. Right. There's other things we can be focusing resources on right. to reduce crime. But well, you just said something. You said that. Um, you said that, do we need to cut? So, Sean, you just said something. Um, you said that, you know, part of being a manager is, you know, you've got some morons, but you're like, that's the best that I've got. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't want a, I don't want to have surgery from a doctor well, right. who's exactly. just the best that the hospital's got. Well, and we pay doctors a lot more, so they're more and, selective. Uh, yeah, you, so <laughs> I, I'm like, no, I think I want the best. I want the one with the most education, that, the more practice. What's that commercial they have now where the, remember the doctor walks in, he goes, all right. Yes, goes, I know well, exactly what I got reinstated. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I don't want <laughs> that it'll be fine. person. So my thing is that, um, you know, when you have a police officer who has been cited for yeah. 
abuse, languish, sleeping on the job or whatever, at what point do you say, you know what, we're going to have to part ways? Yeah, then, a, you know. There's a lot of people that are talking about the uh, the problems, the inherent problems with police unions, mm. with police brotherhoods, with right. b with the whole idea of internal affairs. We'll take mm -hmm. care of this internally. Right. And, uh, you know, multiple citations, things like that aren't public. People right. don't know that cops can yeah. be bad. Right. It's, they protect themselves. Right. Even though they're public servants, I, having a union that puts the, the – uh, the protection of the people above the people that they serve. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have an issue with that now. Yeah, even yeah. In, the, in kind of the union community, I mean, police unions are part of that, but I, other unions do look at them kind of differently. Mm -hmm. They are just the, they, they. I think it's they tend to take positions that are more conservative than unions take generally. But there's other reasons too. I think maybe some of what James is talking about. Other unions, even public sector unions, do tend to look at them. A little differently and they're also kind of jealous sometimes because like a state like Texas is pretty anti-union mm -hmm. but carved out police and fire unions are carved out they can still exist in Texas but like teachers we can't unionize right we can't have we can't strike right um, but police and fire are allowed are allowed to do that right um, so yeah they looked at a little bit differently um, even, even among unions so I know you wanted to um, talk about black men and where they kind of stand when they become adults. I know I'm saying it totally wrong. Yeah. I swear I read what you sent me. <laughs> I did read it. I believe you. Well, well here, I will be honest with you. When I first said, said I'm like, he's got to be out of his goddamn mind if he thinks I'm about to read all this. And I said, James, if Just the point... Just look at the pretty pictures. I said, James, if the point does not is not conveyed within the first two paragraphs, I'm done reading it. But once I read it, I'm like, well, I was like, once I read it, I was like, oh... Okay, so I kept reading, and it 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 is something that I feel needs to be discussed uh, as well because it it contributes to a lot of the things that uh, we're dealing with right now. Yes. Um, so I'll let you take over. Okay, that was I didn't know if we were going to take a break or not. We're just going to we're, we're just, just going to power through. through. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, so this was a study that was done back in 2018. Um, where it came out in 2018. Mm -hmm. So what the researchers did. Um, is they were, this is my data nerd part of me, like, oh, they got such good information. You have a nerd part of you? They followed the, <laughs> no, not at all. They, they, they used the census data to look at income levels and all of this. Mm. And so it's, it's a really good source of data. So what I'm trying to say is this isn't some, like, cherry-picked study where right. they made stuff look this way. Uh, there's a lot of reason to say this was really well done. Mm -hmm. um, Harvard did it, you know, mm -hmm. if that gives you any, any it makes you I care at all. I don't know who that was. Harvard. Oh, Harvard. Oh, Harvard. you said it with the accent Harvard. and I didn't get it. I was you like, know? Hova? Yeah. Like, Hova? Like, Jay-Z Hova? No. Like, <laughs> no, Harvard, yeah. Harvard, uh, okay. Harvard. The elite of the yeah. elite. Uh -huh. So, and basically what they show is that when, when you look at, you can look at, at race and other factors like age, gender, um, economic background to say, like, how successful will you be? Right. Like, so, you could take a lot of measures, like, what is the likelihood you'll end up in prison or, mm -hmm. or to make a lot of money? So one of the things they look at here is they track um, by income. And one mm -hmm. of the things we know of truth in America is win the sperm race, right? That's my best mm -hmm. advice. I mm -hmm. tell my students sometimes, my best advice to you is to be rich. Just that's what I do. Because yeah. if, what we find is that if you are born wealthy, mm -hmm. the odds of you dying wealthy are pretty good. Right. You are more likely than not, in some cases, much more likely than not going to die wealthy as well. Right. And 
you know, and that might be even despite yourself being a total idiot. I mean, mm -hmm. if some, it's, you know, they say better to be lucky than good. Yeah, it is better to be lucky than good. Right? Yeah. If I'm born a gazillionaire, right, from the age of two, right. even if I'm a complete idiot with business and make dumb decisions, man, I may end up rich despite myself, right? We know some um, people like that. <laughs> there, there are some people like that, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and... And then there might be people that are born rich, and then they work hard, and they make something of it, too. That's also true. Right. And sometimes people are not born wealthy, mm -hmm. and they do become rich, but we don't often hear about that. We don't hear about the case where it doesn't work out that way. Yeah. We make movies out of, like, Pursuit of Happiness, right? Mm -hmm. Will mm -hmm. Smith and all that. Yep. But we don't do the movies where someone's like, I really want to be rich, and then their life goes by, and they're like, and I wasn't. Yeah. And there's <laughs> you know, a lot. That's more the than end, reality. Um, sure. The, the by odds, far. And that's what the numbers tell you, too. So... That's true by um, by income. Mm -hmm. If you look at race, what you tend to find is if you're born white, mm -hmm. you know, leaving other factors out, you're more likely to to die, um, you know, rich than not, right? Mm -hmm. Than than any other race, right? right. Um, but wealth tends to be the most predictive factor, regardless mm -hmm. of race. That's what people thought. Mm -hmm. But what they did is they broke it down by economic background. So mm -hmm. how rich were you, you know, at birth or for most of your life? Gender and um, race, mm -hmm. right? So they found that for every combination except one, it was true that if you were born wealthy, mm -hmm. you were more likely to end up wealthy, mm -hmm. except for black males. Mm -hmm. And this gets to be a very interesting conversation. Not black women. Mm -hmm. They still are more likely to die right. um, rich than a, than a poor black female. Mm -hmm. But black males are not. And that it's very interesting for a lot of reasons. I, what's your initial take to that? So you read that, and I'm laying it out here. What are you? Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? So when um, we were reading it, I'm like, you know what? That sounds about right. And so then we were, we started asking each other, and we as a producer James and I, I let him live with me sometimes. That's, um, that's, you're so that's really I know, really I know. You're rich in gifts. They should yeah. name a city after me. Um, well, if I win that elect, we'll we'll, then, we'll talk. Know, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk. name this whole street down here. Yes, Holman Street. Um, I was like, you know, that that. That has a lot to do with the I think the crime rate with black men as well, and I'm gonna see it. I saw it from a different perspective than James because I said black men are targeted. When you see a black man, people think certain things. Well, I don't want to hire him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If he comes in, he's got dreads. Oh no, he's a thug. I don't want to hire they, him. They talk a little bit about this in the paper that they start asking like you know the analysis. Yeah. What do we think's going on? And they speculate yeah. on the results, it's, it's and they talk about yeah. you walk in to get a job somewhere, and right. And then you know, once upon a time, we had affirmative action that was supposed to protect, you know, people of color, and um, we don't have that anymore. No, uh, we it, it's complicated. We still there, it still does exist. But it does. It, it yeah, it's it's complicated. Um, it's, it's, and I, and it's I think stronger that in some areas than it, than it is, is in and others. Weaker in others. It's, it's, so and, and and you know, with that, I'm like. And it's so hard to say black men walk around with a target on their front, their back, and their sides to someone who's like my husband, who grew up white and privileged. He does not... You were. So, yeah, 
You don't know what it's like to be poor. You didn't grow up in anything near urban. You didn't have black friends. You didn't have. You were like sheltered suburban. You were very sheltered. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, it's yeah. And so you don't. When I say when I say things like black men are targeted, he doesn't get that. He doesn't believe that. No, I believe it, and I understand it. Now, well, a lot better. But the 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 part to your question a bit is, if you start wealthy. As far as I know, there's nobody trying to go and steal your money, like more so than. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that's the rat race of uh, capitalism in America. Yeah, well, but, yeah. it is. But it's 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 interesting because we we watched that show. Um, uh, it was a thirty for thirty on ESPN. Um, it was called Broke. Was it? Um, uh, oh, Vince Young. You know, he's was, like the poster child for. Well, he he was one of them. Uh, uh, Mike Schmidt. Mike Vick was another too one. Mm-hmm. was another so one. So it was a story about athletes that come into oh, a lot yeah, of money, uh-huh. and then all the they terrible don't know what to choices do with they're making. So yeah. So what's what's interesting but, about that, and I think it, it fits. There's into a some term that. that there's a term that is used for that, and it's well, called also, me. <laughs> it's nigger rich. Yeah. You well, get but, all of this see, money and but, don't know what to do with see, it. But see, that's what this study is not examining. They're not examining the choices. What, what they're right, right. well, no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. What you, you what you're talking about is a this phenomenon. The NFL has seminars about it. Right. Where rookie comes in and they give you like eighty million dollars. You don't know what to do and, with but that. See, but the difference in the study is that's not what they're looking at. Right. You're saying, saying your family was wealthy. They, these were wealthy African Americans. Right. So you grew up wealthy, affluent, right? And you don't end up. So they're not. It's so the excuse I think of. Well, they don't have. They just were given fifty million dollars, and they grew up, you know, poor and urban and ignorant. That mm-hmm. isn't right. There's a lot of reason to say this is not what they're examining mm-hmm. here, right? And well, so the, for the, me, the, it sounds sorry. like what you're saying is that you have a black family. You've got the mom and dad who were successful at mm-hmm. whatever. You're the Cosby's, so you're, right? So exactly. that's you're the, you're, the, you're the Hustables. It's, it's the Hustables have money, so but Theo it, grows up. So Theo grows up and has to go <laughs> get a job and, on his own. And they're saying Theo is still more likely to turn out poor. It's, yes. That's so the perfect yeah. way but to not, put it. But not his sister. Yeah. Not his sister. Yeah. The niece yes. will somehow <laughs> so, make it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where you have to get into one wondering what if there's a culture of choice for that's different for Theo than his sister, is is there something innate Let, to how they approach life Let's say that it's not. Let's say that or? Theo and Denise both are fully co- college a- educated. Yep. They both are pursuing the same kind of career. Yep. But when Denise walks into an office... Which Denise was a screw-up. Who's the sister that was more with it? I can't remember all of a Raven? No, that, Boy, was, that his, was the little the, girl. No, there was... Because Denise had, was the oldest. Oh, yeah. and then Denise yeah, was the oldest. Sister. That was Lisa Bonet. You had... And then Theo was next. Older then you friend. had the older, older sister that was on there oh, sometimes. Yeah. But then he had a sister younger than Theo, Then you had right? Vanessa, and then you had Ruby. Oh, Vanessa. So Vanessa. Vanessa. So take Vanessa, Vanessa and Theo, yes. right? That's the... So um, they, when Vanessa walks into a place to become, let's just say, a freaking teacher... Yeah, she is more likely to get that job than yes. a black man. They're saying and if Vanessa and Theo walked in, yes. they'd be more likely to hire. And here's Vanessa why, and this is from working in school districts myself, is that for one thing, and I know this, and I've heard it firsthand, that principal is going to be concerned about what her parents are going to say That's about having a black male as a teacher, as a teacher, as a coach. It's completely different. So it is that walking around with that stereotype. Black, it is more acceptable for a black woman to be in charge of a classroom. There is still something seen as barbaric, thuggish about a black man. So I think, okay, so th- what this turns to, I think, is you start to get an interesting question about, 
when we say racism, mm -hmm. you know, what does that word actually mean today versus the past? I don't, think, I don't it, even think people and let know. Me, and let me give you kind of my theory about some of this. So, one of the, I, I sometimes advocate saying, talking about racism versus prejudice, mm -hmm. or uh, yeah, racism versus prejudice. So mm -hmm. let's when we talk about racism, right? The first word that pops into my head is like the Klan. Mm -hmm. Like racism, like mm -hmm. I hate black people. I t I will say, you know, they say that out loud. It's just an overt statement, right? And, we talked about this. This is exactly yeah. what I said. The a big problem is a lot of white people think racist means Nazi. KKK or people yeah. say. I can't be racist. So I'm not a skinhead and, Nazi. And it's right? true. I think the overwhelming majority of people do not think oh, black people should be slaves. They should. Mm -hmm. We should have segregation. But I, think most I don't, don't want think my it. kid to marry one either. Yeah. So I think in some ways we've come a long way in that it, with some exceptions, let me just throw that out there, yes, it is generally not acceptable to just be an overt racist in, in polite right. society. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just run around and say, I'm in the, in the KKK, I'm mm -hmm. in the, that is not something that is okay. So we have done a good job of people saying, okay, you can't. That's no not one wants okay. to be associated with. Can't be associated. You can't be that way. Yeah. And, and I do think that truly people are. They, they don't really accept those organizations. Those organizations are like shells of what they used to be. They still yes. exist, but it is not like you know. That, I mean, it's almost comical. Like it they have like tiki torches, right? Right. I mean, this is like a joke, right? It, it mm -hmm. used to not be that way. Right. They had like real authority. Yeah, they did. Um, well, they had Jim Crow laws. They, yeah. they were part of policy. The KKK was so truly feared, yes. yeah, and at, not so much now. As the civil rights movement went against them, uh, there were also like the Southern Poverty Law Center was able to come at them financially and make it to where basically they can't be a single group anymore because mm -hmm. of liability. So now they're really fractured, and there's these right. tiny little backwood splitter groups everywhere mm -hmm. and all this. Okay, so when we talk about, like, racism in that sense, no. I, I, that, that is largely kind of banished to the fringes of American right. society, right? Now, but then this gets to the question of, so what is, when people say racism today, what does that actually mean? And so I think to what you were saying, it's the whole... You're going to have a job working at, you know, T-Mobile or something. Mm -hmm. Black, you know, guy walks in 1920, yeah. wants a job. I think what they're maybe saying in this paper is that there's a dynamic going on where the hiring manager may have no issue with black people whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You could be married to a black person. You could mm -hmm. have, you know, black friends, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But something internally, societally, grown up, yeah. movies, whatever, there's just something that they don't maybe even perceive that they like. Now I'm going to pick uh, this other person. It's a level it's a, of uncomfortableness, and it's a level of, oh, God, am I going to catch backlash for hiring this person? Am I going to lose customers because I've got this black man that's got dreadlocks? But, see, I, but, but, a, but I think a, for many people, they're not having that conversation in their head. Mm -hmm. They're not actually sitting there overtly saying, God, can I have a black kid up here at the desk? But nonetheless, maybe what you're talking about, mm -hmm. the fear of that is present on some level. Right. So literally prejudice, right? Yeah. I think we've got to a point, and I think you're exactly right. I think it's not overt racism. It's racially kind of influenced culturism, uh, you know, elitism a bit. So if you look at a black guy with, you know, dressed like he's hitting the streets, sagging pants, if he's got a look, mm -hmm. that carries... Right, a prejudiced with it. That's but he's, not but he's based got his Harvard T-shirt underneath the deal, and he's yeah. walking. Yeah, uh -huh. right? so yeah. it's, it's, uh -huh. I yeah. think I think we're at a point where we've we've done away with the uh, you know the, the the colored 
water section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we've got to now it's more nuanced. It, it's, it's almost like, harder because it was so it was easy to see it back then. You would oh, just so look easy. around. Yeah. You're like, my God, there. there's these things. Yeah. And today it's more. It's undercover. It's undercover. Yeah. And, and I think the thing, is, let's circle back to these police incidents. So, you know, the, the, the kind of the classic archetype of the incident is black suspect, police use force, shoot him, shouldn't have done it, it was racially motivated. Okay, so again, we go back to my initial premise here. Mm-hmm. Did the police officer say, oh, I hate black people, bam, and he right. shot this guy? Right. No, I don't, I don't think that's what's being said. Mm-hmm. I, think, I, think the, I think the implication is there's something maybe imperceptible even that affected your judgment that in an identical situation, in some cases, mm-hmm. with like a white suspect, mm-hmm. maybe they don't shoot. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of what this study's trying to tell you is they're saying we're not because this is just us like BSing here a little mm-hmm. bit right but what they're trying to say is no there's something quantitative to this right mm-hmm. because those result if you say it's race it's, they're saying number one it's not quite that it's more subtle than that right. it isn't just race mm-hmm. they talk about well at, let's add race and gender together and in this instance at least we see some differences there right um, and and then it, I think that's where you really have to look at what the precise nature is so yeah. I, I don't think it's that you know. There's just cops or anybody's running around hiring managers saying, oh, I hate black people. Can't yeah. wait to stick yeah, it to yeah, these yeah. guys. No, you're right. But then, but there's there's something going on. And, and for some people, it doesn't make you a horrible person. It, it, you don't even have to be white to do this. I, no, I you're, feel like you're maybe, right. I feel like maybe I'm, I told this story on here before, um, but I'll, I'll repeat it again. Um, if so, I say in class a lot, too. So this came out during the Trayvon Martin, the trial of Zimmerman and all that with mm-hmm. Trayvon Martin, right? So was written by a guy who writes for the Associated Press. He's like a, he does like their African-American uh, you know, columns that they have like pieces on that. Mm-hmm. So we talked about, so he's you know, a successful reporter and they live in a nice neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so one day he was driving home in his neighborhood and it was raining a little bit like drizzle and so he had a flat tire. Mm-hmm. So he pulled the car over, you know, it's drizzling. So he looked in his back of his car, it's a mess like everybody's and he has, a, he has the, the dreaded hoodie back there, right? And so the, the journalist is black. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he puts on his, um, you know, his hoodie, and he's, you know, got his head down and got the hood on. He's walking, walking around. So, starts to, here's a car behind him. Somebody's following him. You're over shaking your head, but wait, it's, it's going to be, it's gold, right? Okay. So, car's following him. Car stops. Mm-hmm. Somebody gets out. It's his wife. Oh, She wow. gets out and she says, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I didn't recognize you. Here, get in. Um, you know, he goes, yeah, car broke down, you know, the tire, whatever. So, driving into his house, and she said, you know, I didn't recognize you first because the hood, and I'll be honest, when I first saw you, I thought, what is that guy doing in our neighborhood, right? Yeah. And so, and they're both black, and, I, and, the, and he goes on to make the point in there, he says, it isn't even, when we say racism, it, it, it's this whole, like, white people hate black people, like the Klan. No, that, he was making this argument that when you see, like, the hoodie, right, mm-hmm. that hasn't been an, um, a, a discussion with this, but that's often one. What's the yeah. black men in the hoodie, right? Yeah. So her deal is no, she's black and she thought. Mm-hmm. What do you this is a thug in the neighborhood. What is mm-hmm. this guy doing? What do you what is he doing in this neighborhood, right? right? Yeah. And it's not even that. It's just something We've been programmed. It's it's what we see, it, it's what we it, hear, and we absorb it without even knowing it. Yeah. And it, is his wife a racist? I wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't I don't say think that, that at all. Because I would have I would have probably it, thought the same thing. Right. 
if you if again prejudice doesn't mean you're a racist we have all had our moments where we, we have we, yes we have, we have you're at a convenience store at nine a black guy walks in and yes you kind of tense up and yes. maybe later you I think don't about want any guy looking sketchy to go i don't <laughs> i take that back i'm not going in a convenience store at night at like 1 that is something no i like james i'm gonna need you to go get this because i don't want to be out there's a fear there's a guy who came in here into the boutique saturday and i was here by myself no one else was open that day. And he was a sketchy looking guy. Okay? He wasn't even black. I don't know, like thinking, what the fuck are you doing in here? Like, what are you doing? And he was like, Can you call me a taxi? And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, are you kidding me? It's, it's, but he was, it's a fear. We all have a fear. And I think we have been programmed to fear black men. I well, think we've been programmed to fear types of black men. And I think that most of us, and I think a lot of people... Now, when you say programs, I want to ask this. Because of what we watch. When we watch, you know no, what? No, 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 I got you. So, yeah, let me but... give you an example, and it came from Jackson, okay? So, James's son is high-functioning autistic. And he was play. he plays the video games. And one day, me and my mom heard him. He had gone and gotten a bandana, because black women, we all have bandanas because we wrap our hair up with it. He went and put it on. He's like, I'm going to be a gangster. So we watch things that tell us this yeah. is what a gangster looks like. This is what a bad person looks like. This is what a thief looks like. We're programmed without even realizing that we're being programmed. Well, it's, a, you say it's a biological fact that humans are, we've evolved with pattern recognition. Yes. Because it, it helped us survive when we're still on the plains and in the forest, mm -hmm. this thing over there looks like it might be dangerous, mm -hmm. so we'll run. Right. That's a tiger. They tend yeah. to eat people. You know, yes, right? exactly. Exactly. So exactly. We're so ingrained with pattern recognition, and psychologists prove this all the time. You're exactly right. We're pro we don't know that we program ourselves. Yeah, we do. Biologically, yeah. the way that we've evolved is to You do this to survive. Patterns. You have to do this to survive. Yeah. So But now it's way more And that's what I was going to ask. When you say programmed, I think getting back to a labeling thing a little bit. I don't think this is your intent, but some people are going to think when you say program, that someone is doing the programming, like an evil genius yes, overtly. Yes, yes. That, you know, the grand dragon of the whatever mm -hmm. is like, all right, media, let's, right, you know, yeah. let's get in here well, and put, portray them as thugs. Well, people that all of this is because of the media. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, all of this is because, for one thing, it's going on, and cell phones are capturing it so the world can see. Well, right, and I think that sort of the depiction of, or, or whatever it is that is leading to this, because I don't want to just say it's the media, right? But but whatever that sort of leads to this programming or this kind of the, this this prejudice or whatever the way we view these things, I don't think it has to. I don't think it's dictated by some Me some neither. evil genius, no. right? So, no. And some I think then you get into they'll say they or mm -hmm. want you to think of them mm -hmm. like that. Ah, oh, I yeah. don't, come on. I think, That's a but, whole but, other show. But nonetheless, yeah, there's a certain presentation of things, and it, people true. take that a certain way. I so. mean, people see me and think loud which I am loud. I don't think I'm loud because I'm black. My mom's loud. My aunts are loud. We're loud. So, but here's the difference. So a woman can say, I'm loud because I'm Italian. That's what we do. And everyone goes, oh, ha, ha, ha. That's so funny. But with me, it's looked at as aggressive, well, rude. And you know, there used to be a time where Italians didn't think of it that way. 
right? Yeah, but they, now that it's they celebrated. Were, that is how they, they were treated by the Irish, yeah. too. And, and that's, but not now. It's yeah. like, oh, Teresa Judice. Oh, she flipped over the table because she's a hot Italian. She's got a temper. I flip over a table in a restaurant. There's a chance that someone's going to pull out a gun or you, say, bitch, you got to leave. You need to watch The Sopranos. They have a lot of I parts. I did. I love you The did. Sopranos. Remember all, yeah. on there where they talk about like the Italian racism? Yeah, Remember her, her ex-husband, the psychiatrist, he's like in the Italian-American like, you know, lobby or whatever, like interest group. Of course, it's yeah, he's some like basically it's like the NAACP for Italians, for Italians? and mm -hmm. so he's like the depiction of Italians. It's often the Godfather, John Gotti. Yes, you know, and uh -huh. he and he yeah. says all of this, yes. and they get they get really uh, upset about it. It's it's we it's the same thing, but this is one thing that I will say that I noticed this week is that some people are admitting it openly. Oh my God, I do that. Yeah, I didn't even think that. I did do that, and it's wrong. So to me, that is something that we all should be doing. Um, well, and, and I think yes, because what happens a lot of times is you have. Let me apologize on behalf of white people for a minute. I guess okay. at least some I, white I people is that it. you know I'm not one of these. I apologize <laughs> for slave. I apologize for slavery gift? on behalf of all white people. Did you bring me a gift? Forty acres and, and a mule. <laughs> I have for you now. But, <laughs> No, I mean, those are kind of these trite. We right. apologize for slavery 200 yes. years later. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, it, it, it's that I think you, you take some you take some white people, the vast majority, who I don't think are racist in mm -hmm. the sense, we, you know, mm -hmm. like in our discussion, right? Mm -hmm. And so then someone says, well, that's racism. And they're, you're speaking another language. Mm -hmm. You're talking about prejudice, what we define right. as prejudice. And people but when you say racism, that's they're, totally like, different. they're like, I do not hate black exactly. people. Exactly. And so they're like, I am not a racist. And yeah. so we end up, and it's it's sad in that sense, because I think it, we're just using different, we're using terms that have different meanings for yeah. different people. And that can be that when you talk about the Kaepernick and the kneeling thing, mm -hmm. what was that about? It was about mm -hmm. what is the purpose of the national anthem? So some people say the purpose of it is to honor the military and soldiers, the one before mm -hmm. you. Others say, no, it's about, like, this country and mm -hmm. the principles it's founded on. And the fact of the matter is there is no, there's no law, or even if there was, it would, wouldn't matter. Right. It says the national anthem is about X. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't stand for it, then you're, you're against, then you're it. against mm -hmm. that. It doesn't mean it. So anytime you have these fluid meanings for something, mm -hmm. symbolism, and so with racism, that word, it has different meanings to different people. Yeah. And depending on what time in the history of the world you said that word, yep. if you said racist in the 1860s, mm -hmm. meant you were, you know, shooting at the, you, you lived yeah. south of the Mason-Dixon or whatever. Yeah. But even in the north, because in the north you had people, you seen Lincoln? No. The, so they taught, it, it's about the adoption of the 13th Amendment mm -hmm. that ended slavery in mm -hmm. the Senate. And you have some people that are like, I, I, we're going to free the you know, the black slavery should end, but I mean what voting or interracial you, you marriage? Don't need to do that. But the, see, yeah. those people weren't racists back mm -hmm. then by those mm -hmm. by those standards, right? right? So it depends on what the context of the time is. And you look right. at today, I, I think racism is a it's a bad it's it, it's not that it's a bad word to use. It's just unclear as to what right. what it means. So again, a lot of this goes back to the labeling. Yeah, we're arguing about what the labels mean or definitions of words mean. We're not even arguing about, because I, no, I have seen very few people say, yeah, they needed to put that knee on, on, it, on his neck. That, right. It was totally okay. Yeah. But you're not. You're seeing yeah. people that don't like that. But then when the discussion has turned to more of a discussion of like, even outside the police, of systemic race, you know, mm -hmm. issues. And I'm about to say it too, racism. But, you know, 
of, of the treatment of, uh, of minorities, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, of just what we see of inequality, however you want right. to put it. That, that yeah, you that get to get a point where the – Yeah, I think you've got to a point now where the label has gotten so, like you said, Blurred. unclear that it's almost impossible to say – Something is systemically racist. Okay, which policy, which person? Because everybody wants to fight whatever it is. It's just gotten so hard to say this is the policy that's doing it. This is the law. This is and the because person. there's not. There is yeah. no law or policy yeah. or anything doing this. Yeah, right. It's it's hard to fight when the label is so broad. We're having different discussions, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. We're not yeah. even discussing. They're like, why do you keep bringing this up? The right. Klan, we don't approve of those people. That's right. over. Right. And you're like, well, we're not. That's I'm not talking, talking about, about that. The, but no. but then but that's the assumption is that mm-hmm. if you look at you know. The, the black community speaking up, I think for many that they assume everybody, oh, well, that you must, this is what we're talking about, too, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, so, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a an problem. unintentional failure to communicate, I think, if I want to be general. Yeah. That, that I don't think anybody, it, it's not overt, but it, it just kind of is what it is. And, you know, and I think communication, education are key right now. Um, but to wrap things up, you know, you did ask me if I'd watched the movie Lincoln, and I mm-hmm. have not. But I did watch Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. And I'm going to end with a message from that <laughs> okay. film. Abe Lincoln, the president of our country, and his black friend whose mother was a slave, worked together. And you know what they were able to do? Destroy the defeat vamp- vampires. The, the, the <laughs> they were able to work together and defeat vampires. We want to thank you guys for tuning into the show. Um, you know, once we get all this coronavirus stuff like figured out, maybe we can start having more shows, video shows, and all of that. There's an election stuff. going on. Yeah, that too. I think the presidency's up for, I think somebody's running for that. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Make sure you are following Sean on Facebook at what? Um, uh, Sean, S-E-A-N, number four, Dickinson, D-I-C-K-I-N-S-O-N. And you guys can follow me uh, on Facebook, Instagram, yes, under the Libra Lounge with Keisha. Um, peace, love, and unity. <laughs> That's all we can say. <laughs> just get together and make more mixed-race kids. I don't know. Just <laughs> What the world needs now is love, sweet love, and some sage. I was saying that in my head, the lyrics thought when you picked it up. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys, and we will see you next time. Subscribe to the show so you never miss out. Plus, it will make us feel really good about ourselves. I did it! <laughs> and for more laughs, don't forget to check out Keisha and the Libra Lounge. All right, we got to go potty, so bye. <laughs>